a lot of the jokes fell flat. And I'm like, you're trying too hard. That, that wasn't funny. That wasn't funny. And I'm yeah. like, everyone's saying how great this movie is. So it was, but a lot of it was meh. A lot of it, you're like, yeah, you could go anywhere on YouTube and pretty much yeah. see what these, the exact like uh, opinions that they're expressing in this movie. Yeah. Like, it's not like if they're coming up with anything revolutionary. Yeah. It's like, yeah, an asteroid's coming towards the Earth. We get the analogy. Like, we understand what you're talking about. Climate change. I, I'm well aware. <laughs> we got it. Yeah, the polar bears are running to Russia right now. <laughs> so I'd watch that. I'd watch polar bears running to Washington. <laughs> I'd rather watch polar bears run to Russia. <laughs> That's the David Green review of Don't Look Up. <laughs> Another clip, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Welcome everybody back to episode number 17 of the Johnny Rogers show. My guest today is the hilarious comedian David Green. Please join me in welcoming now with a green screen too. Hey, what's going on? What's going on, man? I like the backdrop. Um, bold choice with the, the Montreal Canadiens. You're just making a statement right at the top. I have to. I have to. I got, I got, I got the full, I'm not going to. I realize I've got the, the pajama bottoms on, but they're fully Montreal Canadiens, but we'll pretend I'm being professional and I'm wearing nice, nice. <laughs> You've got Montreal Canadian dress pants on. We'll pretend. <laughs> <laughs> it's still Canadians. Uh, our word for today's episode is adaptability. Um, so why has that uh, been on your mind a lot lately? I just think just with everything that's going on in the world right now and industry that I'm in and having to provide income for my family at home, I've had to adapt, you know, adapt or die, as they say. But I've been, I've been lucky, like where I have. So I've been able to do, use the skills that I have learned to, you know, do a lot of different things to still keep putting bread on the table. So I've been doing, you know, I've been doing ghost tours, uh, leading haunted ghost walks around the town. I've been emceeing weddings, emceeing virtual events, doing comedy shows when I can, hosting trivia events. Um, so, and hosting charity shows, just all these different different types of things relating to speaking and performing, but not actually just straight stand-up comedy. So I felt yeah. I've been lucky that I've been able to do that. When, when did you um, kind of, was stand-up comedy always where you first started, would you say? It was when I first started, but to be honest, it was, I started stand-up because I wanted a sitcom. Uh, okay, so it was kind of like acting, and then you kind of found stand up in that, and then you found all of these other avenues of things. Yeah, yeah, do, yeah. Right? Just, like, yeah. Okay, cool. Well, I think cool. I watched Curb Enthusiasm. Like, how do you get that show? You got to be like, like, like Seinfeld. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you gotta, first you got to get the sitcom. Or you got to be on like SNL or something. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Then yeah. The sitcom. So I'm like, okay, I got to be a stand up first, and then everything spread from there. Gotcha. Yeah, that's something that I find like a lot of um, performers, whether they're stand ups or, or whatever. Um, it could be anything right singers dancers name your thing yeah. uh, a lot of them are scared to kind of venture out beyond the main craft right like a lot of people are like um purists for stand-up comedy for example like they don't want to stray beyond that um but like in cases like we're seeing right now with lockdown where it's literally like illegal you can't yeah <laughs> you know what i mean like you have adaptability is uh the number one thing that we should be focused on right now so it's like a great word for sure for a whole episode um this adaptation is a great movie too yeah adaptation yeah. as well like that's been a common um a common like theme throughout all of these like different episodes that i've done so far people talking about like 
embracing change and then, um, you know, adapting to new circumstances as well. But like, when was the first time that you realized you could branch out beyond stand up and like take that first leap? Um, even though it's kind of a scary thing to do. Uh, oh, in the past, well, I would just, when I first started out too, I made sure to try and focus on being clean. Um, and having that being clean has opened up a lot of opportunities for me that I could performing different, you know, um, environments. That I wouldn't, a lot of people don't usually get the chance to, yeah, so I've got to be able to go perform in schools. I've got to be able to perform in retirement homes, uh, performed in churches and all these things. And what's good, great about them too, is like a lot of these things are like afternoon gigs too. So oh, I can yeah. fill up my calendar with evening shows, but then I can fill up my afternoons with like bonus gigs. So, you know, that, that's been nice. But then we obviously when lockdown happened the first time and I had to adapt to, it was like, okay, what am we, what am I going to do now? So I jumped on the, so I'm like, I gotta get a green screen. So I gotta do first thing I do, I gotta get yeah. a green screen. I gotta get figure out how this Zoom stuff is working. And yeah, it's, you, it's been it's been fun. I know a lot of people like give it a bad rap like Zoom shows, but yeah, a lot of people hate Zoom good. shows. Mm-hmm. I, I've I've done bad a lot of bad Zoom shows. But I've done some good <laughs> Zoom shows too, but I've done a lot Tell of bad. Me about the bad ones, David. <laughs> <laughs> I got Zoom bombed a few weeks Zoom ago. Bombed? What's a Zoom bomb? But this, I've been Zoom bombed a few times. This was like a really creative one where he was in, just some guy was driving, like driving his car and then people were performing. And then he's like listening to the show or, or watching. He wasn't talking. And then he pulls up to a red light and then four guys with ski masks all come in his car, get him, kick him out of the car and then drive it away. Like they robbed his car. Like they obviously. Oh my God. And that's, they booted him out of the room. I want to see where this is going. They've obviously put a lot of work into this. But that was pretty entertaining. You don't get that at a regular comedy show. No, no, that's fucking wild. Yeah. I guess it's the internet. So what else do yeah. you, what else do you expect? Mm-hmm. Have you been um, looking into? I I have been looking a lot lately into like metaverse stuff, and um, I saw the Wall Street Journal recently did a video um, where the they sent one of their journalists in the metaverse for twenty four hours, where she agreed to spend twenty four hours in the metaverse. So essentially, like have this headset on all the time she's eating like she's eating um but like with the headset on she's you know uh machu picchu she's on top of machu picchu eating her yogurt next to a bunch of alpacas but then later in the evening she goes to a a comedy show and i was like oh shit they actually have like a stand-up comedy club and it kind of looked like uh, the comedy store a little bit too even and i was just like man if these lockdowns continue like this is gonna be the way because I've, it, I've not done the metaverse, but I did uh, dabble in, in the virtual reality with the Oculus guy. I didn't have the goggles, but it was the it was the upload VR comedy show. Um, mm. Some Australian comedian called Hayden Douglas was organizing it, That's so sick. I did that a couple of times. It was it was surreal. It was obviously I didn't get the full experience. I don't have the goggles, so I can't. Yeah. It's like I've just got the two D screen, but just have everybody walking around and you know, and like you walk in, it's like a whole city, and then I walk up to the comedy club. And there's like my poster, like one of my posters on the wall of the club before you walk in. I'm like, it's like like a real place. That's crazy. When you get in there, and people are just coming up and talking to you after the show. Like it's like, okay, this is this is trippy, but and it's but it's, it's wild. Like it's crazy that as like entertainers and performers, we now have to. And I've heard this said a million times, but I'll relay it again because it's it's funny when we're branching into new forms of technology like virtual reality. Um, but like we almost have to 
also know all this tech stuff as well yeah, like, yeah. you can't just be a comedian you have to know how to like edit videos and like yeah. <laughs> you know put together a tour poster and, and do business side of this kind of stuff too um what i found like um i'll just i want to give credit where credit is due and um you have a remarkable ability of gathering like community even when i go to your twitter page in the last video of like you're promoting for um uh, shouting out to Howie Mandel for yeah. Canada's Got Talent in uh, Niagara Falls. I was like, this is amazing. like, it's just a one minute clip, but it's like you have all of these people gathered, like, just for you to to help promote that. Um, I've been pretty lucky being, and that's why I'm proud to be a part of the Niagara community. I've been here f- almost 15 years now. This has been my 15th year this year. And right from the get go, I've emceed lots of charity events and community events. And I like to support. You know, the music community and all the other comedy shows and things that stuff goes around around here. And everybody said, like, you want to be in comedy, you got to go to Toronto. I'm like, no, I love yeah. Niagara. Want to be in Niagara? <laughs> I, can, I, I'll, I can do it. I'll show you that you can be a comedian and be lived in Niagara too. Um, so obviously I've made a lot of friends over the years and it's been, I'm blessed that, you know, when I do ask them for help and ask them to have my back and try and help me, you know, they, they've got my back and I'd like to know, think that they know that I have their back too. And what made you like want to um, take roots in Niagara? Uh, or to be honest, I, I didn't want to. to be honest, I, was, <laughs> I tried. I was supposed Prison to go to Montreal. Actually. Well, that was the plan. <laughs> well, I, I grew up in Canada. I grew up in like Montreal. I moved around a bunch. I was in Montreal. Okay. I was in Oakville, and I was in BC for a bit. And then I moved back to England for three years. And then just before my twenty-second birthday, I was supposed to move to Montreal. And then, like a week before, my friend rented out my room where I was supposed to go to somebody else without telling me. Oh, man. Okay, I'm screwed. My parents were living in Niagara at the time. I'd never been to Niagara. Yeah. Okay, I'll come to Niagara then instead, and then loved it, fell in love with it, and been here ever since. Hell yeah. And man. People, like, all my family's gone. They're back in BC, but I, I'm still here. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was going to say, like, what uh, what do you have um, planned on the horizon for this this lockdown that's coming up right now? I know a lot of people are um trying to go back to making comedy sketches or you know just um like you said doing zoom shows online uh is there anywhere right now in ontario that's allowing any type of event is there like people that are trying to do stuff i'm not sure again especially with the new restrictions that came out i'm not sure when this will air but obviously switch from 10 people to five people because i originally had planned to do, I got this friends who have a crawl space and they've set it up to like a mini comedy club. And we were going to do a 10 person audience and then a Zoom show, but have a 10 person audience or like a hybrid of live and Zoom. But I think, so we're just going to go back just the Zoom shows for the meantime. Um, but I've, I've scheduled to do my third comedy special on February 18th. Hell so yeah. hopefully that doesn't get pushed back. But over our January show at the venue has been canceled. So hopefully the next show. I'm um, able to do so. I'm working on putting that set together, you know, fine tuning everything. Uh, I'm still performing every night. I'm not out at the clubs, but I've got this on Zoom shows. I'm doing the shows. I, last night, I went for like 45 minutes. There's an app called Comedy Night um, mm. on Steam. I've been playing on there and just trying out bits on there. So just trying to stay sharp, you know, work out the material for the album. So that's, that's my main focus at the short term of the lockdown. Hopefully, the lockdown isn't too much longer than February, but vi- video content again as well. I'm on a yeah, because that's if hard you're if you're making if you're trying to make an album. Yeah. And then they cut that, then they cut it right like, oh man. Yeah. Well, it's not the material's not going anywhere though, though. So eventually, yeah, eventually I'll get to the album. It's just 
when is the question but february 18th is when it was supposed to be but we'll see we'll see hell yeah well um after well obviously once this video goes up my audience will now know who you are um so i'll make sure to community post whenever your album comes out and we'll push them push oh, people towards you. it and if you're watching this now maybe the album's already out in which case just look down in the description below and i've already linked <laughs> to my, my future self giving notes right man i i was like i honestly didn't think that it was going to go back to like this type of lockdown you know what i mean yeah. um and, and then seeing i'll never forget i think it was new year's eve getting that alert on the phone that quebec is under well, curfew yeah i was like oh no not good not no. good <laughs> that does not make i'm, I'm laughing good. i laugh when i get uncomfortable and annoyed it's not funny it's just like what else do you do Except what laugh. else do you do what yeah. else you do but laugh and like yeah. that's the thing is like more and more people are like just god damn it like what else like what else do they want us to do? Yeah. And that's why I keep like, that's the scary thing too, but uh, I keep going back to the metaverse. I'm just hooked on that lately too. That's my word, metaverse. Yeah. <laughs> but like, that's the scary thing about it is it seems like the next logical step, but it also feels like something that we're being forced to. Also, yeah, I know. I don't like, yeah. yeah. You know, like you're forced to stay inside because they make outside look so scary like you're gonna die if you go outside for longer than 10 minutes or go near anyone so just all meet everybody in this vr world and that's the safer option yeah and it's like what is that gonna where is that gonna go what are we doing with this no i just want to go hang out in the woods that's all i want to do yeah. i want to go hike i want to be in the woods and you know leave my phone at home that's what i would love to do yeah. i don't want to wear my phone on my face all day no <laughs> that would be that sounds horrible <laughs> it's like those people at, at concerts that are always like just watching the concert through their phone yeah i, yeah. I, saw, I saw the meme posted there like when you're growing up the kids i don't sit too close to the screen you'll ruin your eyes and then these days everybody's like strapped on their phone like right in front of their eyes like, yeah that's like, the other thing they're all talking about they're all chirping like how bad blue light is for us now we're literally gonna have blue lights like just yeah. pulled your eyes back <laughs> shining right into your eyes it's the matrix it's like oh yeah i mean we've literally created it if not you know if, uh, at that point it's becoming matrix matrix inception yeah. <laughs> <laughs> jesus um you're also too for um people listening that have never heard uh dave's comedy before talking about you like you're not here um <laughs> but uh you love puns you're a I big do. pun guy you're the punniest yeah. guy around um when did i don't know that... i saw you already interviewed anto chan as well so i don't know Anto's, he, he's, he's Anto's master he'll take yeah. that title yeah. <laughs> he's, got, he's got a shirt and branding and everything on that too nice <laughs> yeah that would be we, crazy we you guys should do a duo at uh you guys should do a duo or like a pun off at uh, Edinburgh. like two years ago or no oh. three years ago in brampton at the one of the weed lounges out there that's hilarious probably greenleaf or something yeah get yeah, greenleaf yeah, that's yeah awesome. that place is awesome he's got he got oh no i was there twice one time we had the pun off and then another time i was headlining and he got didn't get raided but it, the guy like he hosting. Him down he was screaming at me saying get out of here get out. I, was like, oh, what's I remember that i remember yeah. that i was like yeah i was hosting that night and you were headlining yeah we got, oh it's crazy i'm like what? yeah That's yeah and the the <laughs> inspectors that this is when weed was was it still legal 
Or was uh, it, it was before weed was legal, I think. It was I before weed was legal, I think. Yeah. yeah. Or it was right in that weird like yeah. middle zone. So there, there are weed lounges allowed? Yeah. Like it's smoking inside. I, I don't know. And so the health inspectors were trying to come in and the owner just stands in the doorway and he's like, get out. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like five minutes into your yeah. set. And I'm just yeah. off the side like, oh, no. You said it a, bit, a little bit louder than that. Though, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> fucking just screamed at them they're like you can't obstruct justice <laughs> he goes i don't give a fuck get out of here i'm gonna listen to my puns yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like, all right everybody yeah back to the puns after we almost got raided yeah oh my god that was ridiculous but that's comedy i mean yeah. you're gonna be in sometimes you're gonna be in those situations you yeah. <laughs> it's so doing? funny that you were hosting that show. I was just bringing up like, yo, you're actually that that, that yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, I oh, I remember. I'll never forget that show. That was hilarious. Holy shit, just so intense. You're just like, what's gonna happen? <laughs> like, do I need to I'm already, I'm already paranoid. People, the whole time I'm in yeah, there, I'm paranoid. I'm just like, oh my god, my worst nightmare. I'm gonna get arrested. I'm gonna jail. Yeah. I just want to talk some jokes. That's all. Because <laughs> you were headlining, so I was like, I don't even need to do any more time. Like, I'm right. gonna come up at the end and be like, all right, yeah. thanks everybody. See you like next Friday, or whatever the next show is. And so I was like, oh, I'll just keep smoking. And then so yeah, when they came through, I was like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> just completely baked man i'm so happy that we were able to like take advantage of those days mm-hmm. when uh before before not even before that was before covid before but i mean like before weed lockdowns because mm-hmm. the weed lockdowns before covid lockdowns were fucking crazy yeah. and the, the shows paid a lot a lot of them better than regular shows like just tuesday night wednesday night, and they're like every day Niagara falls hamilton brampton Brampton, Toronto, right yeah, take advantage. All the weed shows were always packed. They were always so good. The audiences were always so fun. And there was like, oh, they were a little slow on some stuff, but you understood. You're like, it's fine. Yeah. You know, you, you knew that some <laughs> stuff was going to be delayed or whatever, but you could yeah. play off of it if you had good enough timing. Yeah. But yeah, for regular people who don't, don't smoke a lot of weed or never went to any of these lounges, before COVID lockdowns, there was the great weed lockdowns. And that was when the government made weed legal and everyone was like, yes, that means we can do whatever we want. And they're like, yeah, but that also means you have to abide by our rules. Because yeah. <laughs> when you're underground, you are you don't care about any of the rules. Smoking inside, you're like, what? We're smoking yeah. weed. It's illegal. What do you care <laughs> smoking inside? <laughs> but when you're legal and you're abiding by all the bylaws, now smoking inside is against the bylaws. So it's like that yeah. shut down all the weed places. I remember I pulled up at one in Brentford one time. It was like behind a bridge on a bat run. Like, this can't be. We're going to die. We're going to die yeah. right here. Where are we? That's the and thing, though. They... In, it's the most chilled out vibe ever. It's like everyone's just hanging out. Thing. I'm like, okay. But outside, I was like, oh my God, this is, we should yeah. not be here. Outside, you're like, what is this place? <laughs> what the fuck is going on here? But it sucks because it's like they're forced into those places. They're forced into those situations to, or those types of real estate, if you will, because they need to hide. Like this, the only place, the only way that they can kind of stay open now, which is kind of remarkable that the government was able to just clear out any black market um, type of businesses like right in a row like that. First, you get rid of all the weed, all the weed places, swap them with government weed places, then COVID lockdowns, shut down every single business, take away all cash. Cash now is going to give you COVID. <laughs> so everything goes online through the banks so they can track everything. It's like... Motherfucker. No. 
I haven't seen anything like it. Have you been following like uh, much of the UK news and like kind of what's going on over there? I try to avoid everything as much as possible. I'm like, yeah, most like, everything I say, I'm like, I don't even believe most of it. I'm like, whatever. I'm like, tell me eventually when there's the big announcement of thing. I'm okay, rules I got to do. But till then, I don't want to hear the daily case count. This now, yeah. this is. I'm like, I don't, I don't want to talk about it. I want to hear it. I don't want to, want to avoid it. It just yeah, it, it stresses it you up. No, no upset me. I get, I'm like, ah, oh, enough. Yeah, it just frustrates you for no reason. Yeah. And that's the other thing too, is like it's like a it's it it's like they make it like a center point topic because everything else is canceled. So it's not like you can talk about what this what happened at the Leafs versus Canadians game last night because there was no fucking game. You know what I mean? Like that's what's so frustrating about it. Um right. what what have you because this is gonna be like our third one now, so at this point. So what have you found is like or have you found um, a way to kind of, I don't know, distract yourself from thinking about it? Uh, the previous lockdowns, a lot of hiking, a lot of hiking. Like we, we just got a, I have a one-year-old daughter, so we've been like literally every hiking spot around the Niagara region, and there's lots of them. We took it to every single one. We like tried to check off one by one. Um, now it's snowier, I, you know. Still, yeah, even yesterday we were out. She got a little sled toboggan thing, so I was dragging around that, digging around. Nice. Um, try and get outside as much as possible. You don't want to be cooped up in the house, you know, like you know, scrolling on TikTok. It's like that's yeah, you know, particularly you know, more TikTok is because I want to go put out more videos because I got more time. It's also spending more time on it. I'm like, okay, this is so bad for me. I'm like, enough, too much already. I'm like, throw the phone away. I'm like, get away from me. Well, you know, try and get outside, try and write. Um, especially the last lockdown too, it just is Zoom. Zoom was huge for, we used to, because we have a weekly writing workshop with Jimmy England, Mitch McBaudry, Heather Fodge, and Ryan Sim. So Ooh. for two almost two years now, we've been doing that once a week. Um, so that's what's helped. I've wrote, written a lot of new material um, during the pandemic compared to the last like five years of comedy. I'm like, and we played a lot of Jackbox, a lot of game, online games. So still hanging out. Even though we're not allowed to go meet in person, we're still yeah. hanging out and, you know, socializing. So that's been keeping things interesting. Yeah, Jackbox is, uh, man, so much fun. And especially oh, yeah. for comedians, that game yeah. is hilarious to play with. Quiplash is so Yeah, so Quiplash, a lot of Quiplash, a lot of Quiplash. I was playing Fib- – have you played Fibbage? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm absolutely <laughs> terrible at that game. Yeah. I love how every single game, too, is a pun. It's all yeah. wordplay. Every names of everything. Everybody bashes puns all the time, but whenever it comes to naming something or a headline or something, it's like, it's you need people it. like us. You need us. Every marketing, like, if you look at yeah. every marketing campaign, too, it's always something. Like, they're always, every season is always some form of pun to sell their product as well. Puns are the highest form of literature. According to Alfred Hitchcock, oh. it's Alfred Hitchcock's quote. Damn, <laughs> <laughs> he's just selling his own brand right now. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> Puns, there's the clip. There we got the clip. There we go. There we go. <laughs> That's what this is all about, right? It's like the Michael Scott from Alfred Hitchcock and underneath Dash David Green. <laughs> David Green. <laughs> yeah, that'll be on the thumbnail. <laughs> Alfred Hitchcock, Dash David Green. Nice. Yeah, um, I've been like just hopping on um, doing more podcasting for myself too. Like because I moved out of Toronto to so you're in Ottawa, Ottawa now, right? Yeah, yeah. I just moved out to Ottawa just because I was like I 
I didn't want to say I saw another lockdown coming, but I was like, I don't think that like this city is, is good right now, or at least good for me right now. Just a lot of the places that I love to go to were just closed, just completely out of business. And so I was like, fuck, I'd rather be somewhere where it's like a cheaper rent and be like a nicer, you know, you get more for what you pay for. And which is the benefit of moving to a suburb of any like smaller type of city, Niagara Falls, or if you go to Mississauga or Ottawa or Quebec or what have you. Um, But like, I, I don't, I don't know if I, I really, really hope I'm hoping that like the lockdown subsides and then we don't have to, I, I know I'm beating this topic like a dead horse here, but it's all that's on my mind here. Yeah. <laughs> we're talking about adaptability and this is what yeah. we're in right now. <laughs> if you want to switch topics, David, you can throw one in. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're good, buddy. <laughs> but like, I feel like um, everything is going to be online. I don't think, um, I don't think these like big cities are going to be uh, as big of a deal as they have been for so long, mm-hmm. you know, especially like real estate market too. Like that, that can't, that can't possibly hold. There's like places there, there are buildings that are like half empty, like houses that are fucking selling way, way under what they're going on the market for. And then more and more people moving out to like Niagara. So it's like you almost set yourself up in like a good spot where it's like you already have this base community in a location where people might even be flocking to. Yeah. So it's like yeah, you a lot could of grow your audience for when yeah. things do come back to normal. Yeah. I think the online stuff as well, it has opened up a lot of stuff. Like even when we were back and everything, all shows are running again, like this last year, I've done quite a few Zoom and virtual events. Like even though they could have been, um in-person events but and like i've done yeah quite a few and they've been a lot of them not a lot of them but some of them quite lucrative too like it's been like a new stream of revenue income which wasn't didn't exist before and now i've got these you know uh, especially when you're hooking up with like corporate events and things like that and organizations and universities and the afternoons and seminars and business topics and um to have that as a new opportunity to you know try and chase those gigs down is like yeah that's a bonus so at least something good came out of this goddamn thing yeah right i, I think that's uh, the important thing is to pick out all of the best parts because yeah. like i said if it does uh snap back to normal or when it does snap back to normal and then we now have all these extra streams of revenue or extra yeah. opportunities that we can add on top of it you could do a stand-up show in the metaverse at two o'clock and then go out to the actual real verse comedy club <laughs> in person yeah. and get those get those laughs in person because there is nothing like that actual like face-to-face feedback yeah my god so i'm kind of hoping that we do if we can get back to the shows by the time i do my album february 18th if it's like just opened up so it's like the first show back and everybody's super because i remember the first when i first show back down like everybody's like in such a good mood and so excited to be there and it's just like there's electric in the room so i hope i hope we get that energy in the room when we do the recording yeah because if you can get a recording right as it's like one of the first shows back yeah. People are just like raring to go out. Like they just can't wait. So that room gets like packed out. Everyone's on their fifth booster. Yeah. <laughs> Even this room too is cool. We had it in the first hard tail lockdown. They got the big glass walls, but they had like, uh, like 15 of them. And they, they were in between every single table. So it was like a mouse. You got oh the my God. The and like, 
So it'd be yeah, kind of cool though to do a show with a, like recording and have all that because when are you going to have a comedy special with that experience and that setup again? It'll be, it really time capsules. It look for back sure. at. Yeah. yeah, you're like, I, I know it. right when that happened. Yeah, I remember Ian Sirota was doing a show with us and he's like up there and like the windows and he just he peeks his head in between the two. He goes, "Here's COVID," and it was, oh, it was so funny. I died laughing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good did anyone freak out or no no he, he, he was still far oh, okay it was still yeah. far enough away yeah. that you were like all right i could take this yeah, it was funny it was a funny <laughs> oh, shout out to yeah shout out to i love doing um those like shows at showtime though in st Catharines because yeah. they were just wild like i'll never forget the one time i came out there was like that guy who dressed up as a baby and then someone threw like, <laughs> processed cheese yeah. at him <laughs> Yeah, that yeah, you know, that was actually my wife's idea. My wife asked. <laughs> that was the, the that was the big craze at the time. Throw cheese at a baby. Oh my! And she was God. like, and I'm well, for years, years. Jeff and I have teamed up and done crazy stuff together. And he'll say yes to anything if it's ent- something's entertaining and like thing. I was like, sure, let's do it. My wife said, should ask Jeff to dress up as a diaper and throw cheese at him. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'll ask him, Jeff. This is what my wife said. He's like, sure, let's do it tonight. And I'm like, okay. He's like, man, it, it I was got funny. a diaper. It was funny. Everybody laughed. <laughs> what a legend that's true also a Montreal Canadiens fan well I'm only friends with Habs fans it looks like <laughs> well I don't want hockey so we'll be fine there we go there we go <laughs> <laughs> I did like the Leafs growing up but I think it was only because it was like a family thing like other family members like you know you know that kind of family peer pressure where the rest of the family enjoys one team so you're just yeah. like I guess that's my team yeah. you have no individuality and then later on, when the uh, Las Vegas Knights became a team, I was like, no, that's my team now. Nice. Mainly because I was like, oh, that's like a Disney story. Yeah. Like, it's, this, it's this team made up of third stringers all come together, and then their first year, they almost they make it right to the finals. I, w- I was in Vegas when they were in the finals, right? Eh? No way. I was my brother's bachelor party, so we just happened to the timing of there, and it was cool. They had, the city was crazy. They had the big, you know, the Statue of Liberty they yeah. had there. He had a giant Vegas Golden Knights jersey. Like, That's oh, no. crazy. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, cities, went, whenever there's like, I, I was in, I remember being in Ottawa when uh, I think it was like Stanley Cup. I don't know if it was like finals or semifinals. It was the Sens versus uh, Anaheim. Yeah, yeah, the finals, yeah. Yeah. And that was about when I was in England. So, yeah, 06 or 05 or something. I'm, yeah, yeah, something like that. I remember being in Ottawa, and yeah, there's like an energy to like the city whenever there's like their team is in the final. Same thing in Toronto when the Raptors were in the finals. There was like people standing outside on the streets, like looking, like watching the game on like a little 13 inch television at like a Wild Wing or something. You know, you're just like, oh, this is so crazy that everyone wants to watch this game right now. Yeah. That's what we need. We need something like Toronto to get the final right now. We'd be like, screw your lockdown, screw your description. We don't get, yeah. we don't care. And we're all come together. I mean, everybody's fine. There's like, see, everybody's fine. We're all good. You need that giant sports distraction. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's insane how much that helps. Just that little bit of like competitiveness between like, you know, a Montreal Canadiens fan and then a Toronto Maple Leafs fan. That used to be like what you would get your energy out on. Yeah. You know, you're actually a little like uh, a little aggression, male aggression that you have to kind of exhaust out so you can go about your day. Honestly, <laughs> it changes it. It makes you feel so I know I I know you know I don't go on hockey too much because you're not a hockey fan, but Montreal Canadiens got to the Stanley Cup final earlier this year. And that was 
And I, know I just had a kid, and they say, oh, your best moment in your life. But no, the, the happiest <laughs> moment of my life was when Arturi Lekkonen scored for Montreal Canadiens to go to the Stanley Cup final. It, you have no idea how. It was like I almost like exploded with joy. I could not stop laughing and crying and uncontrollable oh laughter and giggling. It was what a ride that was. Those few weeks and then and England making it to the final European Championship at the same time. It was it was a magical time. They brought everybody <laughs> together and just endorphins, you know, on overload. Yeah, like I got all the sports banners up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm having a blast. Yeah. That just reminded me too. I remember when I was um uh in Asia and I was like, I took an Uber and I was talking to the driver. I I was recording podcasts at that time too, and I always had these like different um uh, questions that I would ask people. And I thought like you know, there's a bit of like a language barrier here. So I'm I'm just gonna try to ask them like one or two of these questions instead of doing a podcast with these strangers. Yeah. But I was recording this one guy and I was asking him like what his like kind of favorite moments from life were basically and he said like oh you know the birth of my my son and then he was like and then standing on the edge of a volcano and I was like what would you say like the volcano was ahead of your son and he was like yeah it was a volcano (laughs) (laughs) like he was like I was on the edge of a volcano it's way cooler than watching a birth (laughs) Like he was just so real with it. I just, like, well, I love him, my kid. But I yeah. love my kid, but yeah. it was a volcano. <laughs> I still I do. love the volcano. <laughs> it's fucking lava, dude. You know how cool it is. <laughs> just as cool to be as like my team fucking won. Yeah. <laughs> you don't bet? Do you bet on sports, or do you do any oh, like the man. fantasy? I don't bet. I don't do scratch cards, lotteries, mm. and just I. I hate to lose. I hate to lose. I go to the casino sometimes. I hate to lose. I, 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 I get yeah, well, I hate to lose. I'm like, screw this game. Never coming back ever again. That's I lost thing, $20. Like, That's the thing is like, you're going to lose. Yeah. Like yeah. if you want to gamble, you have to be also be okay with losing. Yeah. So if you, if you just hate losing, then you'll never have a gambling problem. Because no. you'll never gamble. I, remember, well, I used to work years ago. I used to work. I used to have to walk through the casino to get to my car because it was like a shortcut oh, to come fuck. through the casino. What a tease. And I was just leaving, and I just put my dad like wrote a book. Yeah, my dad wrote a book called Thirty Two Red. So I just put five dollars down on Thirty Two Red quickly because I had it in my pocket. And then it spit the wheel spinning. And then I realized I got an extra five dollars in my pocket. I'm like, screw it, I'll put an extra five dollars down there. So I ten dollars. And then it came in Thirty Two Red. So I won like three hundred and sixty dollars. And literally just walking through, I'm like, yes, that was a good day. But I'm like, okay, not spending anything else. I'm not coming back here because I'm up and I'm staying up. Yeah, you just need one of those stories. Yeah. I had something like that too, where I was like, I'm going to just spend this $20 at the blackjack table. That was it. I, I this, Whenever I go into a casino, I go in with the idea of like, I'm going to lose this money. <laughs> if it's $60, if it's $80, whatever it is that I decide to spend, like, but I'm like, I'm going to spend this 40 bucks or I think it was yeah. 20 bucks, 20 bucks. I'm going to spend this 20 bucks on blackjack. And then I went 200 and I was like, all right. Yeah, nice. And that was it. I mean, like I cashed it. I'm like, I'm not fucking, I'm not playing around with this. Yeah. I, like, I, I hate the, the wheels, the, one arm bandit. Like oh, I just so like nothing ever. Win. I've never won on that ever. Oh, it's just full. Oh, there's that money gone. Oh, there's it gone. There's, yeah. This is not yeah. fun at all. Like, why <laughs> do people do this? This is so. Oh my god. Well, at yeah. least make it heavier, so it's more of a workout for me, so I can get some like muscles going. Or, like, yeah, some do something. Feature. At least add like a physical aspect to it. Maybe yeah. there's two <laughs> things like this. You yeah. Know, now, I see people do that all the time. They're just feeding their change into these machines. And it's just eating it. It's just taking it. And then they'll lose a bunch of money, get up, and the next person will sit down and hit it and win all the last person's money. 
That's how it works every single time. Those places are dangerous. Yeah, we're just gonna open a casino. Open a casino. That's where that's where the money is. Yeah. Yeah, we I'll, go I'll, virtual I'll be... casino. Let's yeah. combine all of these. <laughs> we'll open up a stand-up comedy club in the virtual casino. Yeah, <laughs> message my uncle Philip. Yeah, every way easier to do construction too. I don't know. I made it. It was a very too niche casino reference. The guy. (laughs) What was the reference? Yeah, you're gonna. Oh, Philip Green. He's the he's the guy that puts up the. He's the he's the front guy from the movie Casino. He's uh, (laughs) Kevin Pollock. His name's Philip Green. I watched that movie too. Legitimate guy painting the casino while the gangsters are running it in the back. I think I would have got that too. I haven't watched that movie. Yeah, it's good, good stuff. I watched, I watched it Saving Private Ryan last night. I was every no, time, every time I watched it so good. It's, it's so good. Like it's one of the best movies made, I think. Just so powerful. I never, I never actually watched that movie. You know, I watched oh. recently. Um, uh, that Don't Look Up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What'd Did you, you see that? A yeah. lot of mixed reviews on that. Yeah, I wasn't a fan. I understand. Yeah, it's yeah, it's like what's going on right now. Yeah, and I get it. Thing, but like. A lot of the jokes fell flat. And I'm like, you're trying too hard. That wasn't funny. That wasn't funny. I'm yeah. like, everyone's saying how great this movie is. It was, but a lot of it was meh. A lot of it, you're like, yeah, you could go anywhere on YouTube and pretty much yeah. see what these, the exact like uh, opinions that they're expressing in this movie. Yeah. Like, it's not like if they're coming up with anything revolutionary. Yeah. It's like, yeah, an asteroid's coming towards the Earth. We get the analogy. Like, we understand what you're talking about. Climate change. Right, well, we're, we got it. Yeah, the polar bears are running to Russia right now. <laughs> so I'd watch that. I'd watch polar bears run to Washington. <laughs> I'd rather watch polar bears run to Russia. <laughs> That's the David Green review of Don't Look Up. <laughs> Another clip, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, That's great. I'm going to have fun That's going to be my album. That's gonna be the album. Polar bears yeah. running Russia. Yeah, I think so. And me on the polar bear, we're riding back, bareback. Yeah, Putin style. Yeah, and he has like all those photos of him on bears or mooses, yeah. whatever it is. I'm a, I'm gonna. I wonder too if anyone's gonna like clip this and then uh, Photoshop something behind you because the green screen is just right there. <laughs> oh god. Oh no. <laughs> You're just leaving it open season. Sean Siriani did the same thing he did with like just the regular green screen. No, no added virtual background, and I was like, I, I, I would have put something on myself, but I don't know how to do it. Well, like, in fact, like, just bear with me. Hey, there you hey, go. Hey, <laughs> hey, I, you know how many times I've done that terrible joke over the last year? You know how many times? And I hate myself every time I do it, but I keep doing it. I have, uh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you got to find new ways to make people laugh on the internet, man. Yeah. I gotta, There's going to be somebody on, I'm, I'm dying learning. right now in the comment yeah. section. Play with the OBS <laughs> stuff. You know, yeah, you know yeah. like years. I want to get like you when you say something and then the thought bubble comes out of your head. So I'll say something and I'll think something else. And so yeah. that's what I'm thinking about right now. And oh man, try, try to use some different stuff. But I wonder if you could get like one of those, um, are they called Elgato? Um, they're like these little press pads, like little keypads, and you can, yeah, pre-pro- I, you can pre program yeah, one when I did a show with him. And like you'd have like multiple cameras, so he'd like do the joke, it's set up, and then he pressed the cat thing and he would come to like a shoot face on his face, and then he'd do the punchline then. But it was it was so effective. I'm like, oh, oh I wish I thought wow. of that. Yeah, it's like yeah. I'm stealing your idea if I do it now, but I'm trying uh, to come up no. it's not different, you know. There's lots of there's lots you'll, of you'll end your own creativity. That's the best thing about like watching and learning from other people, is because like it helps you adapt better. Mm-hmm. You know, you yeah, can yeah. see like all the mistakes. That's why the tutorial videos on YouTube are so great. You're like, oh, what what do we need for a podcast? You know, it's like you can YouTube how to yeah. podcast. Yeah. There'll be like a hundred thousand videos of 
people telling you the exact equipment you need. Even I remember like at the start of lockdown, because my whole job is like YouTube based and uh, I have to use a teleprompter um, for like a lot of my scripts where I'm reading like entertainment news um, and whatnot and pop culture stuff. But like, I was like, how do I, if everything's closed and I can't like afford like a proper teleprompter, teleprompters are not cheap. Like if you look on Amazon right now, it's up after minimum like 500 bucks or something crazy. And uh, like the good ones. And I literally YouTube like how to make a teleprompter for free. Nice. Because there's like 17 videos all yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, There's a million videos right there. Just tell you exactly how to do it. You're like, oh, yeah, just grab you know, a piece of glass out of a picture frame and then like cut a piece of cardboard like this and just staple it like that. Two seconds I had, I had built a, yep. a teleprompter. And, but it was only because it was forced into that situation to adapt. Yeah. Coming right back down to adaptability there. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the movie adaptation? No, I haven't. Oh, it's a great movie. It was, um, it's a uh, Charlie Kaufman wrote okay. it during like, Spike Jones, like the being John Malkovich guy. Uh, it's got Nicolas Cage and he plays twins, but it's uh, such oh. a good performance. Like, yeah, it's really good. Meryl Streep's in it, Chris Cooper. Damn, is that recent? Uh, no, it's a 2006, 2007. It was like a couple of years after um, me and John Malkovich came out. Only drama? Yeah, drama, yeah. And it's like, me to see. Bro. It's like it's a true story. It's not a true story, but they, they play it off as if it is. And he plays himself. like He plays Charlie Kaufman, the writer. 2002. Uh, it's just showing like pictures of adaptation. 91% on Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, damn. Not bad. Or 2002. I was all the way off. Yeah, Spike Jones. Yeah, I'm gonna check that out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love the, um, I love all the different words too that people have uh, on their mind and like, um, just like wanting to vent about the word adaptability and uh, adaptation. Like, do you have any any like other thoughts on that word that you want to get off your chest? Anything else? I'm not. I'm not much of a venter. <laughs> 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 I'd, I'd, I'd rather vent about having to come up with the word adaptability. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to do that. That's what I'm talking about Montreal for a bit and movies. So no. No, Go for no, it, I I'm not going to vent about it. I'm, I, 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 I like that I have the opportunity that I can, you know, do these different things. I, I get bored doing the same thing over and over and over. And like, yeah, yeah. Not that I'm bored of just doing stand up every day, but it's yeah. fun to try different stuff and host this type of show and do a video type of thing and then do some film stuff and then some improv stuff. And, yeah. You know, it's fun. That's why we get into this sort of thing. So, yeah, and that's it's like, like that's it more a... of it paid more is what I was like. <laughs> yeah. Learning all this stuff, but it's like, okay, we're doing the it for more free. you do, the more you make, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or the more you can do, I guess, is yeah. the thing. But like, I yeah, because this this is a podcast, honestly, too, is like my chance to just be like, not you know, I don't have to be fucking on twenty four seven. It doesn't have to be like funny every two seconds like it can just be a normal conversation of us just like hanging out talking about canadians or are you talking about going on hikes with your daughter and then it's like it it opens up audiences to because here's the thing is i listen to a lot of podcasts and i realize more and more i'm like man i feel like i know these people like it's Mm -hmm. weird like these entertainers and these performers i listen to or you know not even comedians all the time that i listen to just podcasters but I'm like, it's because you listen to them so much and it's just like open long form conversation. 
But I think that's like, if we can create kind of what you've done in Niagara Falls, um, create that kind of community online as well yeah. with audiences, it's like more the better. And there's yeah. the, this great um, value in this kind of like uh, putting out this content where we're just talking about what's happening in our life at this moment, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I felt like even like I've been trying to on the TikTok, you know, mm, trying to grow. Short that. form. <laughs> yeah, it's short form. I mean, it's, uh, but again, it's the I find it's the the it's building a community and, and getting to know and more you can be yourself rather than acting and be trying to do the jokes. But like the more you can be naturally yourself and you know people want to look into your life. I mean that's where the people are growing the most. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just showing a genuine side. I think more often is is better because we've yeah. just been faced with so much bullshit and highlight reel kind of posting that for so too long like it, it feels like it hasn't been that long but like you know, instagram's been around for a, like a long time yeah. you know all these like kind of superficial ways of um, putting content out there like you just the idea of putting out like your stand-up bits just those quick little clips that i remember when that was like don't do that people yeah. were like don't put your stuff out there like you have to wait until you tape a special and then you release the content like how dare you release stuff yeah. that hasn't been worked on like the idea the very idea of that was like oh my god and now it's everywhere and you yeah. can't look anywhere without seeing someone's stand-up clips yeah. so it's crazy how fast stuff changes mm -hmm. just you know yeah. because a big it becomes a new trend you know to just not caring about people oh don't you know you shouldn't i can't believe you do that yeah. cream bottle, you put them like whatever like no, nobody cares it's all in your head if you those and you know you do what you do what you gotta do like yeah i put out you know just yeah just you know be vulnerable too be vulnerable people enjoy vulnerability i feel <laughs> you know and people don't want the fake the phony like oh come we've got a great show coming out tonight and it's gonna be so good and we're um, like no but if you can say oh i just got stabbed in the foot and now i can't pay my kids if i don't come to the show be like, oh my god i actually feel bad for him but if it's like oh all this work he's put on to promoting the show we don't care about the fake stuff if it's real yeah, yeah. if it's real we're gonna come to your especially if somebody stabbed you in the foot god damn when it comes support that show <laughs> I, I always like with the long form stuff and the podcast so i always scared i'm gonna say something that's gonna be misconstrued or whatever way and i'm gonna get cancelled or something no. like, something like that i'm like oh, I'm like, oh i can't believe i said that it's like there wasn't nobody listens like, to this show yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're like wow i'm trying to promote shit <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> no i just like man i feel like i don't think there's nobody gonna get canceled yeah. we're not no we're not saying wild stuff out here i don't like lockdowns like, oh i love lockdowns <laughs> i'm offended someone's gonna always gonna be offended so it's just like uh, not even i don't even really look at the comment section to be honest uh, i love your album wall by the way oh this thing here yeah, i, I yeah. just saw the smothers brothers too i didn't see that till just now love the smothers brothers yeah, there's a war up there and down. I should take a photo or something and post it online so people can see all the ones I put behind me because it doesn't get in all the camera shot. But yeah. I love collecting comedy albums because they're like usually so hard to find when you go to a record store. Yeah, I felt so, you know, the I have a pony behind you, the Stephen Wright. Yeah, yeah. So my buddy Tom Holman is a comic oh, in Hampton. He, he bought that from a record store, found it. And then Stephen Wright was coming to St. Catharines and I wanted to open for him. So I did like a, a post. I'm like, can I borrow your album? I'll take a picture and I'll make a first Facebook post. Like, dear Stephen, blah, 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 blah. I'll make you feel bad. Like, give me a spot. I deserve a spot. I'm like, yeah. This thing. And then I put it back in my car 
and it was just in the back window of my car. I didn't realize it was there for a couple of days in the sun, and the sun like melted and like curved the album, and no. I felt so bad, so uh, bad. Like, you never even got to listen to it once. Oh no! Yeah, I know. So I'm oh, sorry, Tom. No. If you're watching, I'm sorry, buddy. I'm sorry. Tom, <laughs> Tom, you can borrow this one if you want to. Yeah, it's a good album, man. Or you can find, I'll send you a link online. <laughs> yeah, that Stephen Wright album is so good, dude. That's the thing I realized too with these, like, you really, there's something to just like the physical record. Like it, that heat right there is the example is like, you you have to protect that thing, you know? You're like, I spend money on this. I, I cherish this like music that's on here or this like comedy and the jokes that are on here too. I'm going to protect this album. I'm going to keep it in a cover. And then I'm going to put a plastic thing over that. Yeah. Now music and shit is just like on our phone. And so it's like inconsequential. We don't even really think about like taking care of that kind of stuff. So we don't value it as much, I think. We value it as $9.99 a month, you know, like, <laughs> whatever we paid for it with our credit card. But like, if you see your shit melting, you're like, fuck, I spent $25 on that. I was worried about that too. The Don Rickles one that I have down here, there's like a baseboard heater and I could see the bottom was starting to kind of bend a little bit. And I was like, motherfucker. It's a but, great one of the best gags in the movie too. The Woody Allen film, uh, Play It Again, Sam, where dying, he's getting all the, I think stuff ready for Diane Keaton. And I can't remember what happens. Something happens and he's like, you know, he's all nervous and panicky and he's got a record in his hand when he's putting music on. He just goes like that to shrug. And as he does it, and then the record comes flying out of the sleeve and across the room and smashes something. And it was, oh, it's so good. It's so funny. It's uh, great physical comedy. I love physical comedy. It, was, it had its heyday and I think it, it needs to come back. It'll, it'll be back. It'll be back at some point. He's going to find somebody who can do it. Yeah, that's true. You need yeah. you need somebody new who can do it just just as good. Who was the best like physical like what would you say physical uh, comedian? Buster Keaton, Charlie Chaplin, Jim Carrey. Lately, Jim uh, Carrey has to be up there, right? Yeah. Uh, who else? I'm sure there's a ton of people that I'm just not thinking just of right contorts. now. The way he just like contorts his body and face. Yeah. yeah. Just like goddamn. Mm-hmm. But again, when I first got into it, it was the word, the writing as well. Like with the Stephen Wright, like I followed Stephen Wright from his reading his jokes. Like I did, it was years before I actually heard him perform and heard how he delivered his material. I was, wow. I found his jokes on the internet. I was around, like, who is this guy? This guy's hilarious. And like just down a rabbit hole of reading all of his different jokes. And George Carlin's books. Again, I never saw George Carlin perform, but I read his mm. like two of his books. And just the, how the the writing and the words. That's what I fell in love with. Yeah, it's great when you can find a comedian where you don't even need to necessarily hear their voice. Like just the words on their own is funny. That's how you know you're like that's that's a great joke writer. Just like um, what was that? One of those like Facebook now too. Like when you read some people's Facebook statuses, but then you read them in their voices too. Like just like like Mark Trinidad, for example. Like today, I had a post and like read it, and I read it in Mark's voice as I'm I'm like like. I do that with like Snoop Dogg when I see a Snoop Dogg tweet. <laughs> I'm like reading, reading his voice. I love um uh it's funny, yeah. Once that voice enters your head, you can't really like get that out. So it's interesting like reading it prior to hearing like Stephen Wright's voice because it's such a distinct voice. So he's like, I broke a mirror the other day. Like they say, it's seven years bad luck, but my lawyer thinks he can give me five. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, it's just 
so good like when you hear him. <laughs> candle factory burnt down the other day everybody sang happy birthday <laughs> uh, he's like i worked at the fire hydrant factory couldn't park anywhere near the place, place. <laughs> <laughs> like this is such smooth monotone delivery and it's like if you're reading it you're like yeah this is fucking genius this is hilarious and then hearing him it just takes it just elevates it to that next level yeah so it was like mitch hedberg too mitch hedberg yeah. is hands down my favorite comedian and just uh, on the paper on they're all genius and brilliant and hilarious but then when he performs them he just takes them to the whole new level that's the best that's the best part in my opinion i think of i love writing a good joke but like there's nothing better than like when you find a way to kind of say it in your voice you know when you can give it kind of your little like you know you're david green you're sure. like uh, find the perfect pun for uh what you're doing and it's just like oh man i'm excited for you to be filming the special that's that's really really exciting you said it's your third one too third one yeah i did a and i got it here mangoes bananas in 2004 oh, no 2006 like either no no it wasn't 2014 <laughs> 2014. 2014. That was a like CD. 1998. And then 2016, I did a. That was 2014. 2016, right. I did a live stream comedy special, which is, nice. I don't know, who did it before me. I, mean, I was one of the first. I was like, the first one I'm doing where I'm actually recording it and filming it, and nice. I've never I've always just done the one show, so it's gonna be fun to do two shows back to yeah, back. and then you can kind of get the good like pick between them, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm not I'm not gonna do like the mix and match of the things like I'm gonna edit it too which much. one was the best one. I'll just oh, pick. I see. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'm gonna pick one of the that's other, yeah. that's probably the better idea. I mean, you'd only really do that if like like god forbid knock on wood like the show is perfect but one person yells out on a punchline of this joke you know what i mean like then maybe you cut to the other stuff but at least you have it like i think recording two shows is like a great idea with the, with the live stream one too there's a guy in the front row who was no it wasn't heckling but he'd like chiming in like he thought he was helping oh, him talking, like all that. the way through and i'm like buddy you don't understand that it's not helping like, you gotta bet like and on the time like i was like not annoyed with it but i'm like okay it's like Okay, then, then I, I actually watched it because I'm going, I was planning my set list for the new album. So I want to make sure there's no jokes that have on the other side to go back and watch the other two to write them all down to make sure there's none of this repeats. And I'm like, okay, I actually dealt, dealt with the guy and handled him. Like, really, he added to the show. Like, some things like worked a lot better. And there's some things where I'm like, okay, he said that. This is what I should have done. I could have played it off uh... this way and done that. I'm like, now I know what I should have done, but back then I didn't. But. You, know, you never know. That's you the, cut it in right now, like you just <laughs> film yourself on the green screen. And well, this is what I think of that, sir. And then cut back to the crowd laughing. <laughs> You're like, hey, that didn't happen. <laughs> you laughed. He didn't boo me that bad. <laughs> YouTube, how do I fix my comedy special to make it actually funny? Right. <laughs> that's so funny. I bet that's a tutorial video, I guarantee you. Um, I want to, for the people watching on YouTube, also thank you people watching on YouTube. Shout out those people. They're the real heroes here. Getting us all those watch time hours. 
um yeah go check out davidgreencomedy.com just you're still do you throw stuff up on here as well yeah i actually you... just put a blog up there the other day and i saw nice. I, I had there 50 hits on my site in the last couple of days which i was pretty happy with hey yeah so yeah so the site's hacked sometimes i pull up people's stuff and they're like oh i haven't i haven't done anything with this <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like okay no worries but yeah, go 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 check out davidgreencomedy.com because there's actually stuff happening on there. You can go to the blog section and read David's blog. You can follow him at David Green Comic on Twitter and uh, check out the YouTube as well. Because I always tell people to go to the YouTube. You gotta awesome. push people really towards it. your YouTube, man. That's where all the that's where all the real money is. That's so, <laughs> so they say. Yeah. <laughs> is there anything else you want to like tell? Uh, Tell people or promote. Uh, or... Good follow if you follow. I've got the most followers on TikTok, so I'm David Ooh. Green. Everybody, if you're on the TikTok, I post there. Yeah, a lot of a lot of content on there, but I don't post anywhere else. And yeah, we've got an album coming out February 18th. So if you want to come out for that, or go and check out the website when it does come out, and will it be on the website? That's where you're gonna like stream it. Uh, no, I'm probably I, I haven't planned that far ahead. Maybe, maybe but the details of what I'm going to do with it will be on the website, whether you can stream it on there or buy it on there. Do a or, Patreon, man. Do a Patreon. Yeah. Make people pay for that. Yeah. Or some sort of service like that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, here's the David Green, everybody. Again, if you're, if you're looking on uh, on YouTube and you want to check out his TikTok right there, I'm going to link all that in the description below. Thanks, dude. Uh, but David, thank you so much for the time, man. I really appreciate it. Uh, this is a great conversation. And uh, as always, everybody, uh, don't forget to leave me your thoughts in those comments down below. And if you're listening on Apple or Spotify, thank you so much. Don't forget to leave a five-star review. That always helps. But until next time, everybody, stay classy. Or at least try. <laughs> You've been listening to The Johnny Rogers Show. New episodes air every Tuesday and Thursday at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time.